Hola, hola. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this, the first official podcast in the series Talks with Tia. Facilitated by me, Rachel McDonald, and I am happily the chief talker, creator, and director. I can't forget educator, including one of the Spanish teachers at Fundaciones. The intention of this podcast series is to share with you nuggets of information about what's trending, what's on our minds, and what's relevant in the world of children in terms of their development, their education, and their interests right here in Jamaica. It's brought to you by my brainchild, Fundaciones, which is an organization that's committed to changing the lives of children as young as 18 months and as old as 18 years through its variety of programs, services, and activities, which I like to say are a little bit non-traditional, definitely more hands-on, but most importantly, fun, right here in Jamaica. Today, I'm talking about a dreaded three-letter acronym that seems to be instilling way too much fear and anxiety into the hearts and minds of parents, children, and even teachers. I'm talking PEP. But I'm really excited to be talking PEP with a colleague of mine. She's an educator. She's a senior advisor to the Minister of State in the Ministry of Education, Youth and Information. She's the creator of Spark Education. She's a wife. She's a mommy. And she's the writer of a series in the Jamaica Gleaner that aims to alleviate uncertainty surrounding a 21st century type of education, which is what PEP is geared towards. Please help me to welcome today, Brittany Singh Williams. Brittany, welcome to Talks with Tia. Thank you for being the first person that I talk with. I'm oh my so goodness. excited. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Brittany, you know why I called you. We're talking about the dreaded three-letter acronym, as I mentioned before, PEP. Oh, my goodness. Can you tell us right off the bat what PEP stands for and why we're doing it as a nation? PEP stands for the Primary Exit Profile, and it is re replacing the GSAT, which is the Grade 6 Achievement Test. Mm -hmm. So the big difference between GSAT and PEP is that PEP is testing the student's ability to demonstrate 21st century skills. It's not only about the regurgitation of information. Right. So 21st century skills. And, and before you continue, let's yeah. tell us a little bit more about what 21st century skills are. Right. That we need to know as it pertains to our children. So the 21st century skills that we need to know are communication, collaboration, creativity and critical thinking i think that's what we call the four c's the right? four c's perfect correct and the four c's essentially frame the national standards curriculum mm -hmm. which is the curriculum that is currently being used in the schools and pep is the assessment for that cu for curriculum excellent excellent um as you talk about these 21st century skills and the four C's and the national standards curriculum. I want to talk about what, 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 what's the benefit of this? Why are we doing it? So yes, we are following this national standards curriculum, which is relatively new, and this is a tool for assessment. But why, why should we focus on developing these skills, so to speak, in our children? I mean, what sort of benefit is there 
for our children becoming better thinkers, better communicators? Well, at the end of the day, we want our children to be well-rounded and well-rounded people for society are problem solvers and critical thinkers. And, you know, the way the future is moving with the digital age and the increase of artificial intelligence and such, we need people that are able to solve the world's most pressing issues and our young people are going to be responsible for that so the move to start assessing our students in this way is one that not only helps them for that at this time of their lives but one that lasts a lifetime so these are really skills that we are instilling at a younger age than we would have before exactly so ultimately it's a win-win situation for us all if we think about the big picture if we think about yeah. the long term right? big picture thinking is very important now for parents and teachers and all stakeholders involved if we get caught up on the I need to get into Immaculate come September morning mm -hmm. we're missing the big picture okay so it's definitely thinking beyond high school then, yes right wow I, I well I love that but tell us a little bit more about what the pep actually entails so I don't know we've heard phrases recently like performance task ability test curriculum based test can you speak a little bit more about what those components are and how they relate to the actual PEP exam? Sure, so you just listed the three parts or the three components okay. of PEP. Uh -huh. So we have the abilities test, mm -hmm. which is not related to the curriculum. It brings out quantitative reasoning and it tests the aptitude of your numeracy and verbal skills as well as your nonverbal abilities. Mm -hmm. And you do that part of the exam in grade six um, the, in February, the second term. Okay. Then so that's a grade six only grade test. Six only. So the ability test is only done in grade six. Moms and dads, I hope you're listening. Grade six has a couple components and the ability test is one of them. And when did you say that was? February. In February. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Then we have the curriculum based test. Uh -huh. This is also just the grade six and it's April. And this one is the one that looks at the different subject areas, math, language arts, science, social studies. Mm -hmm. So as the name of it suggests, it is curriculum based, based. Okay. and it manifests itself in multiple choice assessment as well as some other forms like, you know, summer questions and things so like that. So this is where the old time content that we'd be more familiar with in terms of social studies, in terms of science comes to play, right? right? Yes. Okay, great. And then now we have the performance task which in grade four, five, and six, students so will on take the so performance. performance tasks are done in grade four, grade five, and grade six. Everybody in grade four, grade five, grade six does a performance task test. In November and December. In November and December. Okay, perfect. And tell me more about what that entails. Yes, so these are the real-world scenarios mm -hmm. that children will get, and they have to, it, it will test their skills. So they'll get a series of activities to mm -hmm. test these same 4C skills that we're talking about. And the interesting part of this part is that it is written and assessed by the teacher of the class. So there is no external invigilator coming in to do the curriculum. Not for this the, one. The, the performance task. Right. right. Mm -hmm. Okay. What I seem to love about that is the whole focus on real world scenarios. I mean, these are things that, you know, quite often our children don't have the experience in and that they're not prepared to handle. Mm -hmm. So I quite like that, mm -hmm. right? 
And just an interesting, interesting thing, Rachel, the grade four students will be doing their performance tasks in math and language arts. Mm -hmm. The grade five students will do it in math, language arts, science, and social studies. Right. And in grade six, it's just math and language arts again. So let me process this. So in grade four, they do the performance tasks in math and language arts. Correct. In grade five, they do it in the four subject areas. That's yes. math, language arts, social studies, and science. Mm -hmm. And then in grade six, again, I guess because grade six was a little bit of everything, yeah. they're only going to focus on math and language arts Correct. for the performance tasks. Yes. In okay. November and December. In November and December. Okay. But, Brittany, this doesn't sound as bad as um, the public is making it seem to be. So, therefore, why this panic? Why this general fear? I mean, whenever you speak to people about PEP, it's like, oh, PEP, uncertainty, question sign, exclamation mark. I mean, is, is this really necessary? Um, I think the fear comes from the fact that people are of the belief that we've changed too drastically for the children mm -hmm. to expect them to suddenly be able to think differently and do differently. Um, there, I mean, the fear is maybe justified in some cases. I mean, it is a drastic change. It is a drastic change. Um, you know, I've gotten quite a few suggestions of how it could have been done differently. Mm -hmm. But the reality is this is our situation and we have to best guide the children as best as possible, you know. Um, and that requires mummies and daddies and grandmas and grandpas and everybody involved in the child's life to get involved. Being on the same page too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know a lot of people were freaked out when they heard about these mock exams that they had to do recently in grade four and grade five. But let me, let me just, I want you, well, let me ask you to confirm a rumor. I, someone told me that the ministry opted to do these mock exams just because they wanted to find out and assess the children's knowledge level to begin with. Is there any truth to that? I think that what they're doing is using the the, the results that they get to mm -hmm. determine how best to move forward with the kinds of questions uh -huh. that will come on the exam next year. Okay. So essentially, it's it does serve as a guide of how do we really move forward and where are our children at. Okay. We need an understanding. Okay. So then, my next question would probably be um, following on this whole idea of it being a drastic change. How could or how would or how can we therefore support our children through this sort of transition? I think that we have to remove the pressure and stress mm -hmm. of trying to get into high school. Um, First of all, first and foremost, before we even address PEP. High I, school pressure. I, yeah, I understand that, you know, you want your child to get into the best secondary school. Um, but that pressure alone, that pressure without even PEP being the new exam is a lot. A lot of children are suffering from depression and all sorts of things that you don't think children will suffer from, but they do and they're impacted. Mm. So that's the and first that is, thing. That is sad. I mean, it is. Children who are unhappy, children who are stressed and worried are children who cannot learn, yeah. who, who cannot focus. And we need all hands on board as I, we make this transition. Definitely. And then... The second thing is engage your children in some open-ended conversation. So when you say open-ended though, I mean, I understand what an open-ended conversation entails because I'm an educator. But to the mommy or to the daddy listening, can you explain a little bit more about what open-ended 
questions and conversations entail, please? It's all about diving deeper in the conversation, I, I would that. say. Diving deeper. Um, I love that, diving deeper. Yeah. Something that we don't often do because we're not prepared to handle a conversation exactly. and to, to extend it and to take it to another level. Um, so, 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 so for example, time. yeah, if a child is working on a project, instead of saying, you know, what you're doing, you mm-hmm. could say, well, why are you doing that? And how does it make you feel? Right. And how can we use this project to do something else? Mm-hmm. You know, keep prodding and, and keep asking questions that require them to stop and think. And the important thing is, don't intervene. If they're, if they're ifing and butting and um let them answer the question right you know a lot of the time we think children cannot answer the question and and for me i was actually listening to a interview of some children on tvj this week and i was yeah. like look at them saying i don't know i don't know we need to kill that i don't know yes yes they know like they know it. better they, know. they can <laughs> so. they can think it so i guess we need to play the role well, I wouldn't even say facilitator, but maybe we need to empower our empower, children into definitely. believing that they can solve problems, that they can work through real life situations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, children like to ask us, why, 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 why? I think maybe, I mean, well, what do you think about flipping the script a little bit more and asking them to definitely. tell us why? definitely that is key because when you know even in parenting i don't really like to give parenting advice or anything when you are a parent i know but you know um when when you ask your child to do something Mm -hmm. and they say why they genuinely don't know why you know you need to explain it and model it um i went to a workshop the other day and they said you know when you tell your child to clean their room you what does that show, look like? You have to show them. You exactly have to show them what that looks like. Exactly. Look. Yes. Or you're just gonna get upset. That was a Troy Camp workshop. Yes. No, I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, that was just so profound to me because so many Jamaican parents mm-hmm. just say, pick up, pick up the thing, do this, yep. do that, and you're not modeling the behavior, and that's a big part of developing how they think in school as much as you don't realize it, you know. So I guess as adults, we're gonna have to make more time for conversation. Yes. And that's something that we haven't necessarily committed to doing in the past because everything was about you doing your work by yourself. And, and you're a child, you sit over there. Over there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in Jamaica, we've had this mentality of children must be seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. Is, is there still room for that nowadays as we move into this 21st century type of education? I mean, how do we strike that balance? I think the element of manners still right? stands. Uh-huh. However, inclusion is important. Inclusion is very important, especially as we try to make or maneuver this transition, yeah. so to speak. I mean, not every conversation is for a child. It's but, not appropriate. But there's mm-hmm. some conversation that it may be worthwhile inviting them into. That is so true. So I think we just have to use our discretion as adults, as mommy and daddy, and... And really, it's it's just a it's it's a tango. With everything in life, it's just a tango. And how we help our children grow and expand their thought processes as best as possible. But I guess what 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 stands out for me is how necessary our involvement is going to be. Definitely. Or is it, not just up to the teacher anymore. Okay. So because it's definitely I mean, a collaborative. I look, yeah. I looked at a pep question and it had to do with, you know, being in the supermarket. Right. No, the teacher is not taking your child there. Correct. You are. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't taken your child and, you know, said to them, ask them a question like, why do you think the freezer section is here mm-hmm. versus at the mm-hmm. entrance of mm-hmm. the store? Or why do you think the shelves look like this? And 
if you don't have those conversations they could, were, would not have been able to answer the pep question that I saw so it's so important just exposure and discussion and you know one cheap way to do it is let them listen to the news on the radio or watch it on TV and discuss it and discuss it so again just conversations yeah. making time to talk making time to to connect and eating together that's an easy way to eating tie that together. into family time eating together that's so true one of the things we did in my primary level classes um, earlier this year we started it is um, one night a week we scrap written homework and write written homework and study homework and things mm -hmm. like that and we allow the children and their parents to, to brainstorm and to think through questions. So what would you do if? How would you so do important. this? Um, a lot of parents may not have necessarily gravitated towards mm -hmm. that. You know, we have parents that believe that homework has to be written all the time and has to be done a particular way. So they weren't necessarily open to the idea of that. But I feel eventually they, they kind of understood why we were heading there and... Um, Started to well started to support the endeavors a lot more. Um, do you feel as if the majority of parents just don't know enough about PEP, which is probably why we have this wave of uncertainty and confusion and perhaps fear. I think they perhaps just are confused, you know, because they don't know, as you say, they don't know what to expect, and they probably don't think that their child has the ability. Perhaps. Um, and one second it just comes down to I just want my child to get into the best school. So Well I think what we need to start doing is just changing that conversation as you said mm -hmm. earlier. It's mm -hmm. not about the best school, it's about giving your child the skills to to navigate the world in, in wherever they go, whether they stay here, whether they move on, whether they do whatever. It's preparing your child for life in today's global village through Definitely. a focus on, as you said, communication, critical thinking, collaboration and creativity I for mean, sure and if you look at some of the most successful people today it's not about where they went to school some of them not. dropped out of college you absolutely know? so Richard Branson did but they have the people skills they have you know mm -hmm. the the skills that they need to interact with people and grow businesses and that is what is important and that's right the now. collaboration that's exactly marks creativity mm -hmm. you know that's the communication and that's the critical thinking again Ladies and gentlemen, those four C's are so important and critical to just the development of our children. But anyway, let me, let me move on a little bit more. Um, I don't want our talk to be too, too long and boring. But Brittany, so as I mentioned, a lot of people were panicking, well, as you mentioned, you know, they probably just were not sure what to, what to expect. Mm -hmm. But what can we expect in terms of support from the ministry? Well, I believe they have a few training sessions coming up yes, um, for teachers mm -hmm. um, in the next couple of weeks, mm -hmm. months. And I think it's important that even as parents, you keep your schools accountable to ensure that those teachers are participating yes. and, you know, you're going to your PTA meetings. Um, so I think you need to just look out for those training sessions and try to get what you can out of them. There's also a lot of information available on social media for those of you who are on social media. Um, I hate to say, um, I'm sorry. 
So I would encourage us all to just keep working through the social media platforms and stay abreast of everything and anything as it comes out. Including my workshop that's this weekend. Including your <laughs> workshop that is this weekend. But let's just clarify the date. This weekend yes. could be any time because people could be listening to this like two weeks time. July. Um, it's Saturday, July. 16. No, that's the 14th. Oh, wow. Sorry, guys. I had a, just had a baby. Okay. July 14th. That's Saturday, July 14th. So tell us where you're doing this workshop. It is at 24 East King's House Road. That's the home of Spark. It's actually going to be our first event in our space. Excellent. Congratulations, Thank by the way. Thank you. And um, it is from 8.30 to midday. Registration is at 8.30. So beg you to please be on time so we can okay. start on time and end on time. And um, what we're going to be looking at is how to prepare your 21st century learner, um, enhancing their learning. And of course, that's going to cover the four C's, helping you to do a deep dive into that. That's actually one of the names of the sessions. Oh, doing a deep dive? Deep dive into the four C's. I love Um, that. So we are really looking forward to helping parents. And if there are any teachers that want to come, they're welcome as well. So it's it's for the big people, not the kids. So it's for the big people, not for the kids. Okay. It's a session for adults, for teachers teachers and just about anyone else who works with kids Mm -hmm. who feel the need to work on strengthening the children's four C's. Yeah, so definitely giving you the tips of what to do at home. That's really the big So we can look for like takeaways. Yes, definitely. Legit takeaways. Yes. Perfect. And you said it's from 8.30 to to midday. Yes, and you can call me if you need to have any more questions and my number is 876-576-7756. Say it again. 876-576-7756 excellent okay i have that and you're also on social media too i am my instagram tell us your twitter (laughs) tell us your twitter your twitter is what spark Spark education j a or is it spark edu j a it's spark e-d-u-j-a see i know more than you it's spark e-d-u-j-a on twitter and um, you are Spark Education J-A, J-A at Instagram. on Instagram. Instagram. Perfect. Yes. So will we be able to constantly keep abreast of what you're posting when your articles come out in the newspaper? Definitely. I read a couple of them and they're phenomenal. I mean, will we be able to constantly know without necessarily having to buy a copy of the Jamaica Gleaner? For sure. It's Where can we every month, mm-hmm. every month, the first or second Sunday. Um, so the next one is actually... The following coming, so right coming, yes, the 15th. Perfect, and um, so and it's every month I'll be putting out stuff. So, how can we get a hold of some of your already put out stuff? They're actually on my website www.spark-education.com. Excellent, okay. Yes. And you have information that's there to guide us. And will you be able to do sessions if we need to talk to you one on one and you need to just help me work through the difficulty that I'm having with my child? For Are sure. you available for doing all of that? All of that's available, and you're on the website. You can actually go ahead and make appointments already for August. Oh, excellent! Yes, wow. Well, I'm hoping that some of our listeners are feeling a lot more comfortable. Uh, just after hearing you share, I feel a lot more comfortable. I am grateful to have just clarified one or two of my concerns as it pertains to PEP. And I think that 
that could be our wrap. Do you have anything Great. else that you'd like to share with us, Brittany? Sure. Um, I just want to share that it's important that as you help your child on their academic journey, that you know what their learning styles are, that their skills and strengths, and that's a big part of what Spark does and what we're doing in August is helping you to do that testing of where your child is so that you can best determine how to move forward with their PEP journey. So just really, if you join our mailing list, you'll get all of that information and you sign up on the website. Lovely. Brittany, thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you so much for having me. It's our pleasure. <laughs> we have come to the end of this, our first podcast. And I want to say a big thank you for listening. I really, really hope you feel more comfortable and a lot less stressed with what PEP entails and with what you are likely to expect. I want to remind you that as we move and as we transition into this new exams or in this new set of exams, it's important that we don't badmouth it or talk our uncertainties and talk our fears in front of our children. PEP is new and when new things are introduced, we have a lot of work to do as adults. We have to help manipulate this whole mindset change that is necessary. So please let us talk positive, let us remain optimistic as much as humanly possible and let us empower our children into knowing that they can manipulate these exams and these exams are perfect in terms of developing the skills that we need for them to have to function effectively and efficiently in a 21st century world. So remember to direct all questions and concerns to us, the experts. I can be reached through Fundaciones and you can go online to our website, www.learnthefun.com or join the conversation online through any of our social media platforms by searching the hashtag learnthefun. Thanks again and see you soon or rather talk soon.